In the 1979 film, Dawn of the Dead, director George Romero sought out to incite fear in the audience through zombies and tons of bloody gore. The setting of his horror film, however, was not an abandoned warehouse, nor was it an insane asylum. In order for Romero to make his film as realistic and troubling as possible, he made the setting the center of American social life at the time, the shopping mall. This is Drop Till You Shop. I'm Jacob Turobiner. Romero saw more in a shopping mall than just individuals buying things. While he attempted to highlight America's craze for consumerism, he saw a place where all types of people come together and socialize. He saw a place where parents bring their children on weekends, a place where friends stroll around laughing with one another. If Romero was a part of our generation and decided to make the same exact movie, what would he choose the setting to be? While some say that the shopping mall is obsolete today due to the online shopping industry, the mall provides something more than just retail. It provides a place to socialize, face-to-face, -face in a digital society. With CNN Business reporting that one in four malls will shut down within the next five years, the future of the shopping mall seems grim. These numbers scare me, and I'm worried for the future of American social life. In order to get a feel for how bad the mall situation actually is, I reached out to my good friend Nate, who has lots of experience with shopping malls. All right, Nate, so you worked at a mall. Could you tell me a little yep. about that? Yeah, so I worked at a mall in uh, Topanga. Uh, it's called the Topanga Wetfield Mall in California. Uh, I worked in a store called Tommy Bahama, which sold uh, Hawaiian-themed clothes, and I worked there for about, uh, about a year selling clothes. All right, and did you like your job? Yeah, it was fun. Um, wasn't too hard. I got to talk to people all the time, help people out. Um, I kind of just helped customers with, with whatever they needed uh, and rang them up when they were done um, walking around the store and getting what they needed again. It was pretty easy. It wasn't anything crazy. Nice. And throughout your life, or even during your time working at Tommy Bahama, have you noticed a change in the shopping mall attendance? Uh, yeah, actually throughout my life, I've always gone to that mall whenever I needed a shop, and I could tell just by being there more often that barely any people um, were coming through, and that's because of the uh, increase of like, stuff like Amazon. Um, people only come through uh, to the mall on like, Christmas and um, around that time and around holiday times, basically, just to uh, buy things that they couldn't get online. All right. And earlier... You, we were talking, and you you described the mall that you you worked in as a dead mall. What, what's a dead mall? What did you mean by that? Yeah, so across the street from our mall is a dead mall. It's basically just a mall, like uh, any mall that you've been to, um, but there's no lights. All the stores are closed. They've all gone out of business, and there's nobody in there ever. It's just a huge open space with uh, storefronts and no, nothing in them, and they're all across the country. Yeah, that's that seems very depressing. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. Do you do you feel 
that malls serve a purpose beyond just retail? Um, I think they do. I think a mall is a great way to get out of the house, go see some new things, especially nowadays when you can basically get anything you want um, online just sitting at home. It's nice to have the option to go out, go to a store, try something on, see how it fits you, see what it looks like on you. Yeah, I think that's tons of purpose. All right. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, you're welcome. Nate's experiences show that the shopping mall is slowly dying. If the mall only gets busy during the holiday season, what happens during those other days? I decided to take a visit to my local mall, which is on the other side of the country of the mall Nate had worked at. As I stepped into the Northgate Mall in Durham, North Carolina, there were more foreclosed and vacant stores than people around me. I strolled around, seeing maybe a couple of customers in each open store. In fact, the only place in the mall where I saw more than a handful of people was in the food court. Other than that, the business and the social scene seemed entirely abysmal. If Durham was to lose this mall, the city would suffer. Not only would a large piece of history be stripped away, but also a convenient, pleasant atmosphere to socialize with others. According to Big Commerce, over half of Americans prefer to shop online. Without the internet, this means that over 150 million people would be forced to occasionally go to the mall for their retail needs. They also report that the younger a person is, the more likely they are to prefer online retail. Unsurprisingly, about 70% of millennials do their shopping online. Millennials are also the generation that use the internet the most. According to British psychologist Sally Andrews, Millennials spend an average of over five hours a day on their cell phone, which means that when they're staring at their cell phones, they're not socializing with others. Whereas years ago, when there were no cell phones, people would congregate together in places such as the mall and spend their time being with others, interacting with others, talking with others. As technology replaces human interaction, Humans have been developing health issues that further decrease in-person communication. In 2012, Chinese Academy of Sciences found out that addiction to technology and digital media is entirely possible, and the brain treats it similarly to addictive drugs, such as alcohol. This could be another reason why the shopping mall is dying. Unawarely, we take advantage of technology's convenience and further our own addiction to social media every single day. Marta Frackwitz, a cultural anthropologist, points out in her works that the shopping mall was created not only for retail, but to bring communities together, especially in places where it's too cold to go outside. The first indoor mall is an example of this. The Southdale Mall in Edina, Minnesota was opened to the public in 1956 becoming the first shopping mall of thousands to come. Because people could not go outside and socialize in the dangerously cold weather, this shopping mall offered a vibrant, warm place to spend time with others. Today, it still does, but to a lesser degree. After doing some research, I found out that Southdale Mall has lost three of its four anchor tenants. These tenants are the large ones such as Target or Sears. Is this mall going to live until its 70th birthday? I don't think it will. 
but I hope that people still remember what it did for society and how many people it brought together in Adina. The mall could provide a place to lessen our addictive relationships with our phones. Additionally, when we were at the mall or anywhere else in public, we can be ourselves. What I mean by this is that behind a cell phone, we are not our true selves. When one alters photos of themselves, sends text messages that they would never say in public, or even has multiple online media accounts for anonymity, we are shaping the way others perceive us inorganically. So, when I think about what setting Romero would choose today, I believe it would not be a shopping mall, but in fact, the headquarters of Apple. Drop Till You Shop is brought to you by producer, editor, and narrator, Jacob Turobiner. You used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love Call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love And I know when that hotline bleed There can only be one thing I know when that hotline bleed There can only be one thing Ever since I left the city, you got 